Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and this is Mistress Mia's Bedtime Stories. Today I read you a story. It doesn't have a title, however, it was sent in by one of our dear fans, so I wanted to read it for him. And it begins. One summer, while a teenager of 16, Peter visited friends of the family who owned a small ranch in the Texas Hill Country. The attraction of the place was not the pleasant green hills and sparkling natural springs, but rather his childhood crush, Judy, a buxom, sexy country lass about his own age. At a brief meeting several months earlier, the sexually precocious girl had given the inexperienced youth his first lessons in making out in the back seat of a Chevy and a drive-in movie. Obsessed by the memory of his adolescent seating spilling into her hands as her fingers slowly teased his virgin cock, Peter eagerly anticipated the visit. The day after his arrival, Judy offered to show him around the ranch, which was devoted to the breeding of cattle. After pointing out the stock pens and some of the prize breeding bulls, Judy led him to a small, clean building filled with equipment unfamiliar to the city-reared teenager. This here is our breeding barn. This is where we inseminate the cows to get them with calves. Also, with a sly smile, where we milk the bulls, she said. The last comment confused Peter. Milk the bulls? I... I don't understand. I don't mean the drinking kind. (laughs) Where do you think we got all the sperm for the cows? Remember what I did to you at the drive-in? Huh, Peter? Peter blushed in understanding. Oh. Judy walked over to the stall beside him where a large stainless steel machine stood. This here's the extractor. (laughs) We lead the bull into this stall and strap him down good so he can't kick up a fuss. Then we stick this hose on his pistol and let it suck him all the way until he creams. She held up a clear plastic tube attached to the machine. Peter stared in fascination. You mean it makes him ejaculate just like... Yep, it milks him away. All the way and down to his prick shoots out his load, just like jacking off. I get a kick out of watching them, you know. That's what's happening for sure when you know it sure feels good. Gee, um, do you do that to all the bulls? Well, all the breeding bulls. Of course, the ones we don't breed get castrated. We do that in the stall, too. Sometimes Paul lets me work with the castrator myself, and he says I'm real good at it. Peter shuddered at the callous cruelty in her voice, but his eyes remained fixed on the extractor. Judy played with the tube in her fingers, watching him out of the corner of her eye. The extractor don't work for just bulls, you know. What do you, what do you mean? I came out here one day and saw Ma's hired men his pants down with his little dick in the extractor tube. He liked it, too, because he was grunting like a bull. I went and told Ma what he was doing, and she came out and ran him off with the cattle prod. Didn't even let him pull his pants back on. <laughs> Peter's lips were as 
dry as he tried to imagine the scene. She paused for a moment and then asked, What do you think it would feel like, Peter, huh? Getting milk like that? I, I have no idea. She gave him a devilish grin. Want to try it? He gaped open his mouth at her suggestion. You mean me in the... Sure, I'll work the extractor on and you can just see how it feels. I mean, I know you like getting jacked off. <laughs> well, yes, but then what's the difference? Come on, pull your pants off and let me get to milking you. If he were alone, Peter would have relished the chance to try the novel stimulation. But he was reluctant to perform such a humiliating and bizarre sexual act in front of Judy. Judy, I, I couldn't, not with you. Oh, don't be such a chicken. Will you do it if I take off something first? With that, she quickly unbuttoned her work shirt and spread it open. Peter gasped as he saw her enormous breasts as they were bare right in front of him. Rather than removing her shirt, she tied the loose ends beneath her breast, lifting and framing them for his view. There, I showed you my tits, so you pull down your pants. Now, go on, do it. At the sight of her abundant womanhood, Peter felt all resistance ebb from him. Almost in a dream, he obeyed fearing the loss of heavenly vision if he refused. Judy made him step out of his trousers and his underwear until he stood before her naked from the waist down. Aroused by the experience, his cock jutted stiffly in front of him. She pointed at his manifestation and giggled. See? You really want it, don't you? Come on now. Get down on all fours in the stall like a bull. Peter did as she asked, even allowing her to fasten the restraints used for the animals. As he knelt on his hands and knees, she took two wide leather belts which hung by rope from the ceiling and cinched them tightly around his chest and stomach, forming a sling which supported his weight. She then attached wrist and leg binders which secured his limbs to the four corners of the stall. He waited nervously. He was helplessly immobilized, conscious of his naked organs dangling between his naked thighs, completely at Judy's mercy. She gave his cock a flick with one finger and said sadistically, You don't exactly have the equipment of a bull, do you, little slut? See this, this here tube? It might be a bit large for you, but that's okay, because I've got a small size one just for you. It ought to be small enough even for your little pizzle. She chuckled, obviously amused by the humiliating comparison. She attached one end of the smaller tube to the extractor and then prepared the other tube to put over Peter's penis. But first, she paused thoughtfully, studying his organs. You see old heifer about to be milked? That's what you look like right now. <laughs> you got a big old floppy udder of milk. She hefted his mail sack in her palm and a long old teat hanging down between your legs. <laughs> she ran her finger slightly down the sensitive underside of the shaft. You ought to hear her moo. You know, I want to hear you moo, Peter. 
Pretend you're an old heifer and you just want me to milk your teat. You know, when your sacks are full and she's just begging somebody to squeeze it? She tickled the little tuck of skin just below the head of his member, driving Peter madly wild with excitement. You want me to show you how a country girl milks a cow, Peter? How we squeeze those tits in our hands? He cried in agonized frustration. Please, Judy, squeeze me. Well, I don't know, little tease. How bad you need milking? I don't hear you mooing. Tell me how much you need it. Peter bit his lip, trying to resist her humiliating game, but the teasing finger continued to torment. And finally, he surrendered all dignity, willing to do anything for the promised caresses. Moo, moo. Oh, Judy, please milk me. Moo. Laughing, she grasped his penis in her hand and began squeezing it with a practice motion. Peter moaned with pleasure and continued to imitate the sounds of Gal for her amusement. After a few moments, she tired of this game and returned to the main objective. She slipped his cock into the extractor tube and circled an elastic band around the neck of his scrotum, fastening the tube securely in place. Then, without any announcement, she switched on the machine. Peter felt an indescribable sensation. It seemed as if the tube became a living thing, a pulsating, insatiable mouth, a creature thirsty for his essence, sucking hungrily at his organ, even as a calf might nurse at his mother's teat. Judy left the machine to work on his genitals and, going around to the other end of the stall, sat down cross-legged in front of him. Her large, bare bosom was almost level with his eyes. He longed for his hands to be free to feel her soft massiveness. Feels good, doesn't it, Peter? She grinned. Mm, yes, it does. She leaned forward, bringing her breasts within inches of his face. I bet getting sucked like that makes you want to suck on something, too, doesn't it, little slut? Her breasts were only inches from his mouth, and the prominently erect nipples just jutted right into the space of his lips. Please, Judy, may I? He begged. In answer, Judy only giggled and leaned forward. He drew the rosebud into his mouth like a famished little virgin. Judy smiled to observe that his nursing lips matched perfectly the rhythm of the extractor on his organ. How long could he have remained thus before nature ended his rapture in its ecstatic release? None could say. For Peter was suddenly, without warning, doubly deprived as Judy quickly pulled her breasts from his mouth and shut off the extractor. He groaned in disappointment. Hold your horses, Peter. We aren't through yet. I got something else to show you. She walked over to a wall rack and took down an unfamiliar implement. Now, what is this? She held up an iron tool about two feet in length, looking like a cross between a pair of fireplace tongs and a bolt cutter. She parted the handles and pliers like clamped, opened at the end, as Peter shifted uncomfortably. No, no, Judy, don't. Something about the look of the implement and the wicked glint in her eyes told him he didn't want to learn. 
this here's what we use on all the other bulls, the one we don't want for breeding. It's called a castrator. See this clamp? This end goes right around their sacks just above the balls. Then we give it a good pinch, she said. As she slammed the handles together and the clamps closed mercilessly around an imaginary victim, Peter shuddered. It's not so bad as it looks. It puts a metal band around the top of their sack and seals it. Then the blades cut the sack right from the balls and they hit the ground. And it can't hurt too much because they don't even know it when I do it to them. She giggled. <laughs> Especially if I'm milking them at the same time. I like to do that, so they'll just have one last time to remember what it was like. Peter felt an ominous foreboding at the direction of Judy's talk. Uh, Judy, I, I really, I really enjoyed this afternoon, and thanks for showing me the breeding barn, but... I think it's getting near supper time, and we really are to get back to the house now. No, there ain't no hurry, Peter. We got plenty of time left to show you how this gizmo here works. She drew up a short stool behind him and sat down. We put the bulls in the stall and tie their legs apart just like you, Peter. That way we can get the sacks easy. She reached between his legs and began gently scratching his scrotum with her fingernails. Peter sighed deeply in spite of his growing anxiety. We put the castrator right here, right around the top of their sacks. She opened the handles and circled the neck of Peter's scrotum with the pliers. The cold iron on his tender manhood made him wince. Please, Judy, I, I don't like this game very much. Can we go back now, please? Please, Judy? She ignored him. Her voice changed, taking on a strange, alarming note of obsession. You know, that hired man I found out here. I didn't finish telling you about him. You see, I didn't go tell him all right away. I watched him for a few minutes first while he was playing in the extractor. Then he turned around and saw me watching him, and the way he looked at me sort of made me mad. He was just straining at my tits and then reminded me of how he was always rubbing up against me, trying to get a feel of him. That polecat just staring at me, jerking off. Then he even said, Hey, honey, take him out and let me see him. Well, <laughs> that really made me mad, Peter. And I decided to teach him a lesson he wouldn't forget. I told him I'd show him my tits if he'd let me milk him just like a bull. Well, that fool didn't even suspect in no time at all I had him strapped down just like you. I showed him my tits like I promised, and I set the extractor to milking him. But just when he started to let me milk down, I slipped the castrator on him and like this and pinched. She squeezed the handles very gently but hard enough to clamp Peter's helpless glands and a painful grip. Ow, Judy, please, please let me go, please. She eased the pressure and removed the tool altogether. And Peter breathed a sigh of relief. But then she reached down and flicked on the extractor. A moment later, Peter felt the cruel metal again encircle his fragile masculinity. 
and realized his ordeal was not over. Sure fixed him. Then I fed his balls to the dog right in front of him. It's time to finish your milking, little man, and I'm going to make it real special for you. She giggled demonically. I'm going to fix you, Peter, like we do all the bulls, like I did that hired man, you see. No, please, Judy, please don't. I, I, I beg you. Come on, Peter, let me castrate you. I bet you'll like it. That hired man knew what I was doing to him, but he still had the biggest cum I ever saw. I think for him knowing that it was his last made it real special for him. Let me do it to you, Peter, please. Although Peter was in a panic, realizing the peril he was in from the half-crazed girl, he tried to sound calm. No, Judy, I, I don't want it to be my last... Maybe sometime later, but I'm not ready just yet. In spite of his terror, he could not help thrusting his hips in response to the work of the extractor. Her voice became intimate, tender, almost loving. Come on, Peter. Do it for me. You really like me, don't you? Yes, Judy, but... But I just... It'd be sort of like going steady, like... Giving me your glass ring, only better. My girlfriend does bronze work, and she could coat them, and I'd have earrings or a charm. This way, you'd, you'd know no matter what, you'd never get some other girlfriend and forget me. But, Peter was full of confusion. Notwithstanding the horror of what she proposed, some darker, mysterious urge began to stir within him. He squirmed about in his bonds, testing the unyielding grip of the tool on his testicles. What would it feel like? The ecstatic release? The moment of crushing force? The lifetime of being castrated, devoted to his beautiful despoiler? A nameless urge welled within him, reaching back through the millennial to a time when women ruled over men and where it was a coveted privilege for a man to sacrifice his masculinity to a high priestess of the Earth Mother. As the extractor drew him towards spending these feelings warred within Peter, he moaned in the agony of confusion. Come on, little slut. Let me do it for you. Let me castrate you. You really want me to do it, don't you, Peter? As she spoke, Peter surrendered to the inevitability of climax. The pulsing suction urged him into the brink as he began emptying his glands in gushing surges. The strong contractions of his cock were clearly visible to Judy, even through the plastic tube. Now, Peter, while you're letting go, can I do it? Can I do it? Please, Judy, please. But he never knew for sure if he meant please don't or please do. Regardless of the youth's wishes of the moment, Judy clipped his manhood and laid aside the castrator. He long remained slumped in the restraining straps, speechless from the intensity of the experience, while Judy gently cradled his sack in her soft palm and patted his naked backside comfortingly. At last, when he was rested, she released him and helped him to his feet. Thank you for letting me fix you, Peter. You sure cream more than I ever seen before. Peter had to admit that he did. In the following weeks, Judy, wearing her new jewelry, 
would thrill him to countless masturbatory treats until he could no longer achieve erections. The intensity of that experience was never reached. As Peter left the ranch house to go home, he couldn't help but taking one last look at Judy's new jewelry. The final note in this story is, when reading this, one cannot help but wonder at what point did Peter realize that Judy intended to castrate him, and that nothing he could say or do would deter her from her objective. The previous summer, when Judy jerked him off at the drive-in movie, she must have considered her plan. She's obviously obsessed. The end. So, again, such an interesting story. Thanks for sending it to me, Matt. And until then, may all your fantasies become realities. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.